Welcome to the third episode of Heading West, where we bring you to the frontier of capital markets and Web3. And today's guest, we have Elise DeCamp, the CEO and founder of Toki. Thank you so much for having me, Hunter. Delighted. Of, of course, Elise. I'm uh, very happy you're here, and uh, I think the guests are going to love this episode. And then um, to kind of give a little overview, and today we're going to be diving into the future of Web3, e-commerce, the future of loyalty rewards, and how Toki is bringing a gamified shopping experience to the market. So Elise, to dive in though, I'm curious, when was Toki started and then what was the idea behind starting Toki? Wow. Um, Toki, we started coding on Toki in May and we are set to launch our alpha program in August here in two weeks. It was a long time coming. I started thinking about Toki last summer and it took some time to kind of jump into the ecosystem, decide we're full force ahead, but it worked out perfectly. Got the chance to talk to a lot of brands earlier this year in like January about what they might want in a loyalty program and what's been missing in the e-com tech stack. Then got to talk to investors about sort of uh, their sort of interest in investing in the space and then got to sort of build the team. And so it was a kind of perfect timeline and, and hopefully it'll continue to be appropriately timed despite the market. We'll see. <laughs> Definitely. No, that's great to hear. And then I'm curious too, like they're very big emerging markets, e-commerce and Web3. What was the idea behind combining those and kind of why did you chose to pick those two out of other sectors in the market? Yeah, I mean, e-commerce has seen so much growth in the past two, well, past five years, um, but particularly the past two years. And it's definitely seen a downturn more recently. It's gone sort of normalized back to pre-COVID uh, levels. But it's been a space that I've been in a majority of my career. And so it's something I feel like I know very deeply. And I, I really couldn't imagine building in another sector. I think there's applications, obviously, for utility and for the blockchain in many other sectors. But this is kind of the one that I felt like I could speak to. And uh, in thinking about the applications of blockchain within e-commerce, there are, you know, different categories with which it could be utilized. I think, think about um, supply chain tracking as like another category that we could have gotten into. For me and my background, I actually had a brand for a period of time and experienced some of the pain points related to growth. And so experiencing that pain point may be really attracted to solving for that problem. And so that problem that I faced way back in like 2017 has gotten even more challenging in the past like few years because brands really can't rely on Facebook as like a paid advertising channel to grow their business profitably anymore. And it was for a long time. It was like a killer opportunity. And of course, there are other opportunities now like TikTok, for example. But you really do have to have a strong playbook for growth and acquisition and retention. And uh, so that's kind of, that's the problem I wanted to solve for brands. And I think that this is where we're tackling it pretty much. No, that's awesome. I think it's important too, how you've kind of taken your previous experience and applied them to the future with Toki, just because the market is only getting more competitive as we're all aware yes. of. 
So um, that's great to hear. And then for one of my probably most favorite questions, so what blockchain is taking build on? <laughs> oh, you know that's our least favorite question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know, that's why I have to yeah, ask. Yeah, well, it's, no, it's actually really good. Um, we're, we're building a subnet on Avalanche, and we're super excited about that. I was actually at the AVA offices last night, uh, really excited about the team there. And so we are pumped to be building an Avalanche ecosystem but we're also pumped to be thinking about the future of cross-chain application and what that could look like a few years down the road. So that's where we are. No, that's awesome. I, I think AVAX is a great network. And uh, for people listening to, I think it's interesting, in my opinion, as an investor to know, you know, where companies are actually building yeah. on. Not that it's going to matter down the road, but from an investor standpoint, it's super neat to kind of understand where people are building. Yeah. And then I'm curious, so what benefits does Toki provide compared to other loyalty platforms that are currently in the market now? Hmm, that's a really good question. Um, so from a, we could look at the competitive landscape from two different angles. We could look at the Web2 landscape of loyalty, and then we can look at the Web3 landscape of loyalty. So from a Web2 perspective, we feel like the uh, range of activities that you can reward a user for taking as well as the rewards connected to it are quite limited. Part of the reason we wanted to get into the space is that uh, there's just not enough flexibility around what you, what a user can do, what you, what you can give them for it. And so we want to connect mm -hmm. to every single on-site and off-site activity that you might be taking down to I mean, unfortunately, like, hate to break it to anyone who's listening who doesn't know this, but like, brands can see everything that you're doing. They can see how much time you're spending on site, every click that you take. There's programs that that just sort of video recording your screen as you as you make activities. Um, so, I yeah, I think it's interesting, and I think it's actually a really great opportunity to be able to reward people for that behavior. So to we're interested in empowering the user to uh, know that and be able to get rewarded for the things that they're doing in a way that's gamified and in a way that's not sort of yet not, um, I don't know, speculative, I guess. Like we, are, we do have like barometers around this. So it's not like you can like, I'm going to spend, you know, mm -hmm. the next 24 hours on Nike's website so I can make like $500. There's none of that, unfortunately. Sorry. Yeah. But um, so, so from like a Web two perspective, I think we we feel like there's like just we're we're expanding up on that. That's like, I think there's there's a lot more opportunities there. Um, and from a reward perspective, we want to get into more activities that are, are surrounding um, personalized discounting based on what's in your wallet and uh, token gating, of course, which is like a very common topic. So, we think that. Um, the wallet is your unique identifier. It's your, the new age cookie. And so you should get, um, rewarded for what's in there, whether it be at the specific brand that you're shopping at or other places you shopped in the past, if you want to share that information. Um, and yeah. And so that's kind of what makes what we're doing web 2.5, right? We think that there's uh, mm -hmm. things within the web to landscape that are interesting. Um, there's a lot of like segmentation based on behavior and we think that's very good. In the web three world, some of the competitors that we're going up against are very focused on NFTs as membership. So it's sort of more about like paid loyalty versus earned loyalty. And so mm -hmm. we just, we think there's a place for both. 
And so we, we, we are, we're playing into sort of both aspects. No, definitely. I love that. I like the earn loyalty aspect. I think that would definitely appeal to a lot more broader um, audience. So it's super interesting what you guys are doing and that's why we have you on. <laughs> and then, so I'm curious, is Toki the first company um, building in Web3 or like integrating loyalty wise? No, no. So other ones okay. that are building in loyalty are again, the kind of like NFT membership B kind of um, space. So okay. there is rare circles. Um, that started, uh, I think they're one of like the first ones to announce a, a fundraise hang NFT is another one that's recently raised, um, perks, another one. Um, so yeah, there's, there's definitely players. Shopify has done a really great job of supporting the ecosystem of partners. That's like a big part of their general growth strategy as a, a tech company is to support their partner network. And so they have a list of partners that they're partnering with. And, and so in various categories, I mean, they, that, that speaks specifically to like NFT loyalty. Um, but there's also token gating mm -hmm. is another category that they're focused on. Um, NFT minting with physical product is another one. And that's, we, we partner with a number of softwares in that space too, that kind of or where we can work together, mutually benefit each other. So, yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy to see what Shopify has done for the whole e-commerce space. Yeah. And um, I'm excited to see, you know, where, where they're going to take the market. So it's going to be interesting. Totally. And then um, if you can kind of explain on like a basic level for anyone listening, how does Toki integrate with like NFTs? Is that like in the, like they have an NFT as like their wallet or their like unique identifier? And do they have different NFTs on different sites or do they have a universal? Yeah. I think we're, we're taking a NFTs are a bit of a side feature set for us right now. It's not, not core to what we're doing. So okay. what happens in our portal is you set up your program and you say, I want to give a user X number of tokens based on this activity you then set up your reward tiers and say, when someone has X number of tokens, I want to unlock this reward tier, which gets my users free shipping or token gated access or whatever. And you can connect an NFT to that reward tier. So it becomes this kind of, it's an earned experience again, versus like a, a purchase experience. So an NFT for us becomes this kind of receipt of ownership. Of, of earned ownership, I guess, per se. Does that make sense? Got it. That's super interesting. Yeah, no, it, it does make sense. Yeah, I think it's very interesting, everything that you guys are doing, and it's great. And then I was checking out the cross-collaboration cross feature on your guys' site, which I thought was one of the neatest features. Can you kind of touch on that and how that works from like a customer perspective and then a brand perspective as well? Yeah, 100%. So I think that's the most interesting part of what we're doing too. Uh, we would have, <laughs> I do. Well, I think network is like really, really relevant. And what's so interesting yeah. of, and what's necessary for brands to grow these days is like, they need to lean on one another mm -hmm. to, um, create like a comprehensive, like acquisition strategy. Like it just doesn't make sense to grow on your own anymore. And so we have a few different ways you can do that within our portal. And what this kind of, there's, there, I guess I can talk about sort of like two of them, but 
Um, one being we believe that the wallet is sort of, again, this like unique identifier for who you are and where you've shopped. Consumers have control over um, sharing that data with brands and saying, I would like to get re- higher rewards. As a, and if I do that, I, I do that by sharing where I've shopped in the past. And so if you do that, you could potentially uh, receive personalized discounts from a brand that you're shopping at because you've shopped somewhere else before if that makes sense. So it gets into this like definitely collective consumer behavior and how sharing that gives you personalized discounts benefits. So that's kind of like one thing we sort of get into. It's only possible when you have this sort of shared network of consumer behavior. Um, then the other aspect of this kind of like cross-brand collaboration is, is, is this like collab tool where two brands could collaborate together for a period of time and say, you know, when Hunter shops on one of our sites, he's collecting tokens from both brands. And so this becomes this kind of, it's almost like getting a gift card from a like-minded brand and that you sort of just, mm-hmm. that lives in your wallet. Might be shopping at Nike, but Nike is doing a collab with Sephora all of a sudden you made a purchase at Nike. And so you actually have Sephora tokens in your wallet as well that unlock free shipping next time you go to Sephora. And so maybe that's relevant to you. That Maybe it's not. Maybe that was a really bad example. But... <laughs> no, no, it was good. It was good. It was universal. It was really good. I mean, good. Sephora's kind of, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're, they're a company that's done loyalty and rewards very well historically. And mm-hmm. so they always come to mind. Definitely. No, that makes sense. I think it's interesting how you guys are empowering customers and merchants at the same time. And I think it's going to be neat how I think it's very hard to compete against the Amazons of the world, the big corps. So I think by you guys, you know, allowing brands to collaborate, help push each other's um, audiences and help them grow. um, It's going to be really interesting in the future. And then so currently, how large is the Toki network? In what metric are we talking that's a little broad. Yeah. I'm curious of like, do like different brands that you can collaborate with and whatnot. Is there like a number you guys are at and looking to get to, or is that just always growing or what does that kind of look like? Yeah. We're, we're being a bit closed right now, right? We are, are launching our mm-hmm. alpha product in August and it's just, we're collecting case studies and data points based on that. So that's with about like 20 different brands and they're from every single sector and they are of different sizes and, that is more for us to be able to track success metrics and understand the best mm-hmm. way to set up these programs because we do have kind of like a recommended framework um, that we are suggesting and we want to kind of uh, test out those, those different sort of theses and KPIs and stuff. Um, Post-August, we will be opening up and onboarding more people that have kind of been on our wait list. So, Right now we are yeah, awesome. small and test test that. Yeah, there we go. And then for anyone listening, you know, merchants that have companies or brands, what does the process look like to, you know, start working with Toki? Is that join the wait list? Are there requirements? Yeah, they're really, I mean, we are mainly building within the Shopify ecosystem right now. So Shopify or Headless are kind of not necessarily requirements, but kind of tip, typical. Um, we have had some conversations with closed communities mm-hmm. that are outside of e-com that we'd be willing to sort of uh, speak to. The process is really to go to our website 
Um, there's a button to book a demo. So you have a conversation with someone on our team, go through the demo, talk through your needs, use cases, and then we put together sort of a plan and kind of see what makes sense, makes sense to join our beta or, or wait and go from there. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I recommend anyone listening, definitely check out Toki's site. And if you're interested, get started and schedule a demo. And then, um, so with any partners, do you guys have any major partners right now? And is that something you guys are looking to build upon in the future? Yeah, I mean, partnerships-wise right now, our main thing is partnering with agencies that are interested in being forward-thinking with the brands that they're working with. So it's um, those are our main partnerships. I think that agencies are the lifeblood of commerce. They really like dictate the future um, and are kind of the thought leaders in the space. So we're mainly focused on having really strong agency partnerships. Uh, we'll, we'll sort of think about, we've already started thinking about what other partnerships could potentially look like, uh, specifically with like point of sale kind of platforms and, and how we can really grow our offline Kind of presence as at the same time as our online. No, definitely. I love the forward thinking. It's important. And then um, I, I've noticed you guys take obviously a lot of pride in building community because that's what Toki is kind of based upon. And I noticed you guys have host events on your website. So I'd love to see if you can kind of touch on those for anyone listening or would love to get involved and learn more about Toki and kind of what those look like as a yeah, whole. Yeah, <laughs> please reach out. Those are very community driven. Uh, having and also they're very sort of e-com specific at this point in time but i would love to expand outside into like crypto and other sort of networks um right now we i travel a lot we do things in all cities and so please like reach out for for any sort of dinners and then we're also doing sort of webinars as well so if you can't make it to something we have Thought leaders in the space come in and talk about sort of how they're thinking about Web3 or how they're thinking about commerce and how it intersects on like a, a regular basis. So we're we're excited to get people involved in our community anytime. Yeah, no, definitely. When I came across it, I was excited myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome to see a brand, you know, doing that and trying to trying to build that community at yeah. the core. So um, it's great to see. And then to, to kind of wrap things up. If you had one piece of advice to give for another founder building in Web two, two and a half, or Web three, oh what would my it be? goodness, I forgot that this is a really this is a really <laughs> good question. Uh, I was talking to someone about this last night, but I think that just fail. Like I don't know, fail fast on your own. It, it's really hard to look at other examples out there, and everyone has a different experience based on what they're building and the time that they're building in, everything is so unique. It's hard to like rely on as a mentor or a, another case store case study as like a example in your, in your sort of building experience. So if you have an inkling to build something like jump in as quickly as you can, don't be afraid to fail and just like keep failing and iterating all the time. Definitely. No, that's some great advice. That's my mindset personally as well for anyone close to me is if you have an idea, it's better to get started today than it is tomorrow. So um, yeah. I love that. But that is it for episode three. I appreciate everyone tuning in. Um, thank you, Elise, for hopping on. I appreciate thank you. it. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for and, asking your um, questions. Of course.
Thank you. And um, I'm going to leave Elise's um, information in the description below, and you can find everything you possibly want to know about Toki. And um, we will see you guys in the next one. Thank Thanks you. so much.